Hi, um, so this is Ant. I make the show with Mick, or rather I push all the buttons and upload it to the internet. Uh, I'm not going to take up much time. I just wanted to say thank you very much for downloading the show and for listening because the release date of this show marks three years since the very first show went up and it's our 80th show and so it's just a nice little landmark and uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to all the guests that we've had over the time and thank you to you for joining us on this journey. If this is the first show that you've listened to, well, I hope you enjoy it. Occasionally you'll hear me in the background, but mostly it's about the guests and sometimes make as well. If you do like the show, what would really help us out is if you could leave us a nice review wherever you listen to it. If five stars looks great. If four, we'll cope with three. Well, we prefer the fives. Anyway, hope you enjoyed today's show and uh, listen out because we've got some more great interviews, great guests coming in the next couple of shows. And let's keep going to 100, 150, 200. Anyway, I'll hand you back to Mick. But first of all, today's guest. What? There were no pads. We didn't have pads. Yeah. It was bare feet, bare hands, and you could grab hold of the doggy or gee, whatever, and you can pull them on at a punch as many times as you wanted. As long as you were punching them in the face and you didn't stop, the referee let it go on. Hey guys, how you doing? On today's show, it's an absolute joy, a pleasure, uh, and it, it, you've been on my hit list for a long time now, a long, long time. He's got. I used to, I used to read about you when I was a kid in <laughs> MAI and in combat, and there was always these names that you used to keep approaching, especially on the competition circuit, because uh, you were super, uh, you were super on it in that time, right? And it's, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Master Keith Priestley. Thanks for coming on, Keith. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> know about the master, but uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, um, I, was, I was looking at coming on the scene when it was like hardcore, and um, you took a dig. Yes. And you accepted the dig. And yeah. you got on with it. And, and the magazine things, I came in discussions with Bob Sykes in... in Oh, God. We, we, we was in the Uddersfield uh, Sports Centre. And Bob said, um, I'm thinking about doing a magazine because combat and fighters were just yeah. getting a bit stale at yeah, the time. Yeah, they were. They were starting to die out. So yeah. I'm thinking about, you know, so we, we encouraged them and we plugged them and we did everything and we, we messed about. And then Martial Arts Illustrated were born. Well, do you know what? This is, a, this is the thing, right? For, for, the guys, the, for the guys who don't know, right? For the guys who don't know about this, like the, the early 80s, mid 80s in the UK martial arts world was mad because Bob Sykes, love him or loathe him, the one thing you got to give him is he put his money where his mouth was. Oh, but Bob was um, Bob was a proper legend. Yeah. I, I, I don't care what what's gone now is is not what was Bob. Bob was it was crazy. Yeah. He still is crazy. If <laughs> I'm going to say, but it, it it was proper crazy. But it could do he could, he could walk the walk. Oh, well, do you know what? I, he first came on my radar when I was a young kid. 
And I think the first time was the Derek Jones fight up on the moors. Yeah. Yeah. When oh, yeah, and yeah. And they, that, they, was, they, that was physical. For physical. That was proper that, row. That was the, the modern day version of uh, pistols at it, dawn. It was. It, it was, was exactly. Yeah. You, you chat shit about me in a magazine. I'll chat I, shit I, about I, you I, in a magazine. Let's meet. Up on the moors. Let's fisticuffs. Yeah, it, it, it didn't last long. It didn't. It didn't last long. And I didn't see much Wing Chun or, or kickboxing. I just saw no, a, it was a just fight. Brutal. It was just a fight. It was just yeah, a fight. Just a street. And then he got himself. Then Bob got himself into a bit of a. He got himself into a bit of war of words with Bay Logan, and he was going to remember Bay Logan. Oh yeah, yeah, and he was going to have a, the editor of combat, and he was going like, I'm sorry, Bay, if you're listening to this, but I trained with Bill Wallace back in 1984, 85, yeah. 85 it was, yeah. and Bay Logan turned up, and he's like the editor of combat, and I'm thinking he's the editor of combat, he's really famous, he's got to be a good martial artist. Sorry, Bay, you're a pretty decent film producer, but he but was no, no martial artist, artist right? You know I mean? And I was like, what the hell? And then him and Bob were going to have a, they were going to have it out. And then the next thing you know, he started up, Bob started up that magazine. Yeah. The magazine was like a bit of a half joke, but, which then it ended up being, it, it outlasted everything in the end, didn't it? But Bay Logan got involved with him in, in, in in indirect ways yeah you know, it was all it did little interviews in it and bob had a little snippets yes bay. yeah every now and again there was there's little snippets yeah he got he got, got got but and he used that that was when bay logan was doing some writing for him it was mad yeah. it, was, it was crazy it was proper crazy but oh. but you know what bob's like i mean bob's just like he's he's, he's off the wall is bob oh definitely do you know he just De- that's the way Bob is. I tell you what, Bob so somebody one day will be able to psychoanalyze him. And as I've always said, I I can't say anything bad about him because he's never been anything but great to me. In Yorkshire, we call it pots for rags. Really? What's that mean? Well, we used to, back in the day when I was a kid, we used to have a rag and bone man coming round. Right. But um, you give him rags and he would give you pots, plates and stuff like that. Right. So pots for rags. Oh, right. Okay. Proper, yeah. But it turned <laughs> out now, it's like if you... If you're not right in the head, you pots for rags. <laughs> you, know what I mean? well, uh, <laughs> you learn something new every day. Bob is proper. He's, he's proper out there. He's Bob. He anyway. is. He yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So how did like like up in Yorkshire? Because uh, like uh, you know, I used to know like the, the they call them the Tumans, the Tumans, Jed Tuman, John Tuman. They used to do like Waterloo up there. And I remember I went up. I fought a few times at the. Uh, Northern Open, the Basque mm. Northern Open. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll throw a few names at you now, wait until you hear this. The team that we went up against uh, was Bob It was Bob Sykes, Arthur O'Loughlin, yeah. um, uh, Les Carr, yeah. uh, Brian Beck, yep. and who else was there? Oh, it might have been Tony Sykes. But it was yeah. a proper gang of ringers. Oh, yeah. And then, like you went up there and like there was all these seriously... And they were, they were all tough men, and I was like, I could never work out how did, yeah. You know, first of all, how did how did like karate get up to Yorkshire and become such a hotbed? And what's your views on that? And then how did you get into martial arts? Well, it was. If we're, we're going back to it, many years ago, I mean, when I first started, I was I was a judoka because, I remember I've been in martial arts fifty four years, and it, we didn't have karate. We wow. had judo. Yeah, and then. Um, the Japanese came to Bradford, right? Uh, to the uni, and we had like Kanazawa and Asano. I tried ca- Yeah, I tried you know those. I mean? yeah. These guys came. These these, these were the, like the first guys came, and they bought like um, English guys who'd been in Japan yes. to plant them. Yes, 
Here, there, it, and everywhere. Because the university system in Japan was huge. Well, the, right, and they right? thought that the way to get through the same system was back in the unis of of England. of England. And it wasn't. It was the social clubs, wasn't it? And well, it was. It was. Right. So these guys and I. I Ended up going with a friend of mine called John Early, and we, were, and, um, we saw these posters. I said, Karate? Kar- what? what Karate? <laughs> I couldn't even pronounce yeah. the thing anyway. So we goes down there, and uh, we see these guys doing all these things. And, I'm a thing, and I just sat there, and I said to John Early, I said, that's my life. Right. There and then. You knew then? I knew then. I knew wow. then. That was it, was it was a weird experience. I was just looking at them, and I thought, that is what I want to do for the rest of my life, and and won't be able to. I am. That's what yeah. I've done, and I'm still doing it now. And it's like, but that's how it came. But that day, I didn't know. But I was there as a kid. I know a hell of a lot of other people there as a kid who I know now wow. were there, and it's like, and that bred a huge, huge. Because there were there were street fighters then. Yes. They were all fisticuff men, but they would like you would fight outside a bar. Have a have a set to, and then say, "Look, you beat me fair and square. Let me buy your pint." Yes. You go back in the bar, blooded, but you respected the guy because he gave you an hiding. Yes. But you bought him a pint. And what, what, what do you think? That, do you think that was just like the pits and the factories? And just well, we were just every, everything was just hard. And it, the, the, the weather where I live, I live on the moors. We right. live on the Pennines, and it's hardcore weather. Yeah. So you you, you you have hardcore jobs, and there were 12, 14 hours a day. Yeah. It was proper hard, and then you'd go training. I used to have to run to my dojo. Really? Yeah, and then run home. And how old were you then? Oh, I was only about 12. Jesus. And what, what, was this Shotokan? Yeah, it was all Shotokan then because there weren't anything else. You didn't right. have your Wadaru, you didn't have your Gojiru, you didn't have anything else. It was Shotokan. You'd, nowadays you've got Ishinru, yeah. uh, you've, you've got everything in the world, Ru. Yeah. Right. But then, when it first came in this country, it was Shotokan. And that's what it was. If you've got a Wadaru club or a Gojiru club or a Kyokushin Club, you were damn lucky. Right. But they weren't here. Yeah. Well, who was your first instructor then? Was it Kanazawa? My first instructor, after after the um, after the introduction of it in the uh, Bradford University, uh, um, they did a and a afterwards, and they said, uh, this guy, Brian Nicholson, right, will be running, it was a fourth down, he got, he'd been in Japan for Ever and day got his fourth down in Japan. Wow, that was a that was uh, a big grade in, the, in, in the them day, days. That was massive. That was a big. That grade. was massive. That yeah. was massive. And he came. He, he said he was opening the dojo. Uh, we're doing a Q and A with him, and I, I was first in the queue. And believe it, believe it not. After six weeks, he told me to piss off. I was useless. <laughs> right? He said, "Piss off, you're useless." I said, "I'm not going." <laughs> and he slapped me one. He probably what, slapped what, me one. What was it about martial arts then? Did, was it the movies? Had you seen it in No, it wasn't books? the movies because we didn't... Bruce Lee came after. Yeah. We, we, didn't, have, we didn't have this... Um, the, the, the film industry that came out of China yeah. at the time. We didn't have Bruce Lee. I mean, Bruce Lee was phenomenal at bringing it yeah. to the masses. Yeah. But we didn't have it then. You got to remember in the early days, you if you, if you found a dojo, it was 50, 60 miles apart. Wow! So you didn't have the opportunity. What whatever was there, you 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 trained in it. Wow! Where we now, you can go 
you can go on another street and find a dojo. Yeah. Or you, oh. can, you can go everywhere. But, do you know what I mean? But the instruction, the caliber of the instruction then. And what, what are we talking? Hard basics? Line well, work. we are talking. We are talking. But we're talking bust lip, bust nose, black eyes every night. Really? And every how long night. did it take you to get to your first time? From the training? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, you see, this is the thing, right? Mine, mine was five and a half years. I was training five nights a week. Yeah. And everyone was like, can't you do that in three years nowadays? And I'm like, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is 12 years now. Yeah, we, we, the thing was, I, I remember having been put against the wall yeah. for my second down by Brian Nicholson. And he said, you're going for your second down. I said, I'm not good enough. And he pinned me against the wall and he, and he, he was hitting me with everything. My wash, Yoko, get his mic, get his punches, Oizuki, Yakazuki's, MPs, everything. As I was falling down and getting, and getting lower on the floor, he would kick me back up. Oh. And he, he told me then, it's seven years since you went for your first down. You are going for your second down. So that was 15 years? Yeah. Jesus. But grades didn't mean anything to me. No, no, no. You were respected by your peers. I, I remember being as... Um, I fought down in uh, Warsaw in the England Championships. I was only a yellow belt then. Really? And I beat a third down. Really? Yeah. From Trent Locke. We were a cracking team at the time, and I beat this third down. To be fair, he, he thought, yellow belt, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, he's going complacency setting, and he yeah. did take it easy. He didn't realise that I come from an hardcore school. And he got dig. I dug him with a yak, and he just he grimaced, and I knew then it would have an end. You beat him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't realise a yellow belt could dish that kind of pain <laughs> out. But bloody hell, fire! He did. He got it, and that. Yeah. And I. I only know that now. Well, you see, this is the funny thing. Just as you were saying, Warsaw, I wasn't too far away. Do you remember Paul Campbell? Do you remember Paul? Name rings about yeah, to me. But yeah, Paul yeah. Campbell. Yeah. Paul Campbell used to go, and he used to. He's a great guy. And he used to go around Aston and that. And he used to just pick up local tough lads off the street. Yeah. Teach them a front kick, teach them a round kick, teach them a reverse punch. And yeah, um, you know, so it'd be a Junzuki Gakazuki, yeah? And Mawashi Gary. And then he put them in competitions. And I remember I fought this guy. And I, at the time I was a green belt and I thought I could do a little bit. A guy called Everton Knight, white, uh, blue, uh, he was a yellow belt. Yeah. Yellow belt, kicked seven types of shit out of me. Broke my nose. First time I'd ever had my nose broken. And then I met him again years later and believe it or not he turned up to a jiu-jitsu school never done any training again and he came in and you know i was like oh yeah i remember and i didn't get complacent that second time i'll tell yeah. you something i didn't look at him like a yellow belt but this, this this is the thing back in that day there were no weight divisions there were no height divisions there was like from nothing white belt up to purple belt it didn't matter how big you were you had to fight them yeah and from Purple belt to Dan grades, however they weren't, you had to fight them. And was it was there like in in the early days was there emphasis on doing loads of basics or doing loads of sparring? It was drilling. It was drilling, 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 drilling. You would drill one thing, yeah, until quarter of an hour till end of the night, and it was fifty. It, it was proper hardcore fighting. Remember, there were no pads. We didn't have pads. Yeah, it was. Bare feet, bare hands, and you could grab hold of the doggy or gee, whatever, Don't and you can yeah. pull them on at a punch as yeah. many times as you wanted, as long as you were punching them in the face and you didn't stop. The referee let it go on. Wow. So wow. It, if you if you didn't want to take a punch or a kick, I remember we 
on one competition. We took a full squad. And, and at the time, I was mediocre. I was a mediocre in the club. There, yeah. there was a lot better than me in the club. Yeah. And there was always one guy um, that I really wanted to beat. I really wanted to beat this guy. I, I, I thought if I can beat him, I'm adamant. But this time, we went to this tournament. The following Monday, if you didn't turn up on Monday, you were banned from training for oh, a month. That's Neil Simpkins, does that? If you you did a comp and, yeah. uh, and you didn't turn I'm up gonna, on Monday, I'm gonna have a bit of a rest. Yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 no. That, that went happening. You were banned for a month. Yeah. So we all turned up on Monday, and the amount of injuries, it was like it, it was like a mass unit. Yeah. It was it was like, oh, shin splints, broken arm, broken nose, broken eye socket, broken jaw, wow. bus nose, bus slips, and and it was fun. But the t these guys turned up and trained. Wow. They trained, and I, and, and I didn't know any better. And I, I, was this had you moved to Kuyoka Shinkai at this point? No, no, no. That was that was Shotokan in the early days. Wow. Shotokan today is soft. Well, you see, this is what I'm going to get you on. So, obviously, I always like to follow a couple of your... Uh, mm. uh, I want to call them posts, but they'd be better off calling them rants on Facebook. Every now and again, when you just see... Because yeah, the level's something else now, it's, isn't it? it eh? It's proper... It's gone soft. It's nothing else but soft. Um, and this, this is the one thing. When the, when the Japanese came over here, right, and they were teaching us, they didn't teach us... They taught us what they wanted us to know. They didn't teach us what they were doing in Japan. No. I've been to Japan, and what they were teaching in Japan was nothing like what they taught us here, and that's why we were getting the shit kicked out of us here. Because the Japanese were like upstairs, and we didn't get it. Yeah. We didn't get it, and we were getting hammered. Every time we met the Japanese, we were getting hammered, because the Japanese taught us what we thought was what they were teaching. Right. Oh. And they didn't teach us a thing. Now, when I went to Japan and saw what was going on in Japan, I thought, hello, you <laughs> dodgy little gicks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've proper had our pants down, haven't you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like, now, it's like, um, and then I, uh, fr from that point on, I, I went from a short kind of kickboxing, and I thought, I'm having the Kyokushin. Yeah. Because that's hardcore. Yeah. That's hardcore in Japan. If you can do all right in Japan with it, that's fine. And who was that with? Uh, it was... My instructor's passed now, but that was Sozai Kimura, eighth dan. Right. And who was it? Was it is that all part of like, you know, the uh, Steve Arnell group all of no, those? No, boys? no, that's traditional. That's uh, Masayama's lot. Masayama's, you know, yeah. That's Masayama's lot, but um Sozai Kimura, his instructor was uh, Soz, uh was Sozai Anada. Right. Now his reputation is this is this is this is gonna get you this one, right? And I tr I I had um, I had ten minutes with Anada. Right. Now I'm going back to train with him for a full two days, right? Now I'm I'm bricking it. Really? I'm telling you I'm bricking it. Now I'm going to tell you why I'm bricking it, right? Because his reputation and this is written, right? Is written in all Kukushinkai fighting in Japan. He's always been in the final. Right. Right. In all the years, and that's a lot of years, right? And he's never lost in a final. Wow. Now this is the bit. Every one of the people he's met in the final has ended up in hospital. Jesus. Everyone. Wow. And how old is this gent? This guy's 78. S and he's still 78. In and he's still knocking people about. Wow. Now I'm going to train with him for like two days. Now, he, he, he asked me, because Sozai Kimura 
in, introduced me to him and said, look, he, he, this guy's hardcore. Yeah. He knows what he's on about. I want you to teach him. Now, I know I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me because this guy, he doesn't know nothing else but hurt. Really? And I know I'm going to be in a world of pain. Cause, but it's going to be worth it. Because the thing is, obviously, with the Koyak Shinkai, anyone who knows anything about it, they know about the 100-man kumite. Yeah. They know yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Mazoyama punching a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all know, know about, you know, like the likes of Steve Morris, Gary Spears, yeah. guys like that. You know, it's like... Yeah, what, what is it about Koyaka Shinkai that you like? There's no air wide. You've either got a heart the size of a bull or you're a sheep and yeah. piss off. Because if, you, if you're weak, they will find you out. Oh, yeah. And, and it hurts. There, I, there's, no, there's no... I've seen leg kicks where your thighs bleed. The, 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 map, the map reveals the truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no referee there saying, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yummy. Yeah, 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 well, that's <laughs> a bit hard, isn't it? Yeah. You know, this is, I'm going to punch you until you give in. I'm going to kick you until you give in. I'm going to put my knees and elbows all over you until you quit. But the people on the other end of it don't want to quit. Wow. So it's a, it, it, it's, it's a rock and hard place, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. It is, but... If you, if, if, you, if you can do that in Japan... You can do it anywhere. And I can breed world champions out of Japan. Yeah. Then I'm doing the right thing. But this is it. How old are you now, Keith? I'm s nearly 67. You see, this is the mad thing, right? First of all, like uh, all the guys are listening in. Yeah, I've always... I've, all, I've, I've rated you. I loved you from the minute I first met you because you're a proper yeah. old-school gent. And then secondly, found out that me and you were both plasterers. Yes, yeah. It's mad as mad as mad chairs. Yeah. But it was like, people have always said to me, how do you go and do a shift and, and, then, go go, and then go and train afterwards? And I'm like, I can't understand why you can't do it. Do you reckon, no. do you reckon, do you reckon, do you reckon they're working on the sites has kept you? Oh, for sure. But it, it, it's like, the other day, I've, I, I mentioned earlier on, um, I've done, I, I did five huge ceilings. Yeah. Where it's like three gauges on the ceiling. Three gauges. Three gauges <laughs> on the ceiling, right. <laughs> so this is how big they are. So I'm doing this gauge on the ceiling. And then I go, I go home, get so much weight, go to the gym and do, first thing I do is five rounds on the bags with my arms. Really? Yeah. And how are the shoulders holding up on that? Well, one, <laughs> one I actually broke it. That badly, I needed three hours, three and a half hours of surgery to put it back together again. Wow. Um, but then I was banging the pads two weeks after. Wow. I shouldn't have been doing. She gave me, my wife gave me a right <laughs> bollocking for going back training straight after operation. But, yeah. uh, um, but I, I, it's hardcore. I, I'm hardcore. I don't know. Pain is a friend. Pain is a friend. Jeez, if we're looking for a title for this one, yeah, that's a T-shirt right there. Yeah, pain's a friend. If you accept that, you're going to get hurt. It ain't as bad. No. It's when you're frightened of pain that it hurts. Accept acceptance is the key to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once yeah. you accept that you might get your ass kicked, you have to look at the other guy and go, do you know what? I might get my ass kicked. I, I, I tell you what, there's, there's, there's a guy in the room now. I, I um, is in this room somewhere. Uh, it was in this room earlier on. A guy called Vic Marx. Oh, right? Master Vic. Right, right. I'll tell you something now, right? I've fought all over the world. 
I fought a guy, my wife is here, I'll tell you now. Uh, I took the fight, I didn't want to set the fight, but I, I, I didn't see the guy. But Brian Beck, this is Brian yes. Beck here, right? says, will you take this fight off? He says, it's South African heavyweight champion. And I'd just come back from winning a European title. So, and this was about three weeks after. And I said, yeah, I'll take the guy on. He didn't tell me he was six foot seven and 22 and a half stone. Wow. Like a brick shit house. It was, it was ripped. He had six, pa- he, he had delts, size of footballs. He had pecs. I, I, I've never seen, my wife came in the dressing room and said, I don't want you to fight this guy. This guy's, this, this guy's massive. This yeah. Ma- and when we came on the show and everything like you do and everything, and you, you walk down to the thing, the lights are on. And I turned around to my guys and I says, do you think this guy's big? And he went, yeah. And we were miles away from the ring. So we get started in the ring. I looked up at him and I thought, Jesus, what's this? That fight lasted 13 seconds. 13 seconds? Yeah. First punch broke four ribs. I'm hoping you broke four of his ribs. I broke ribs. four ribs. Wow. And he was gone. 13 seconds. The punch, it went down on a 10 second count. Bosh, what? gone. Wow. I hit you, you're going to hurt. <laughs> That's, I don't know anything else. But the, I'll tell you now, Vic Marks was in this room a bit since. Well, you were talking to Vic Marks. That's the hardest fight I've ever had in my life against I, him. Against Vic? Vic Marks. Really? I'm telling you now, I, I swear that it, it's the famous nine-minute round. Right. We did a nine-minute round. We, did, um, we were in the final, a points final. We did the, 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 the structure, you know, two-minute round. Yes. They went to extra time a minute. Then it was sudden death. Sudden death lasted nine minutes, and it was 100 miles an hour. Wow. I, 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 and I just give in. And I said to him, I said, Vic, you can have it. And he was, no, you're having it. So I stuck my head forward, and he punched me. I said, I told you you can have it. Oh. Uh, what we didn't realize that the old arena had stopped to watch this fight because it was like, Hundred miles now. It was coming. It was. It was non-stop. Referee didn't have to do anything. It was just in and out, in and out, in and out for nine minutes. I I tell you what. At sixty-seven, what more do you want to do out of martial arts? Produce world champions like I do. I just want to keep on and learn. And learn. Learn every day is a school day. I I train with guys. um, Like I, I want to spend a lot more time with doing different things. Yeah, like jujitsu uh, and other things, so I can adapt it to to uh, to, to my style or what yeah, I want to do. Game, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's nothing wrong with everybody's style. It's just got you've got to adapt the bits that you want yes. that suits you. Yeah. The rest of it you can disregard because you're not going to learn it anyway. Yeah. But if you can pick two techniques up from jujitsu, one technique from Wadaru, one technique from Gujaru, another technique from whatever, and string it to your bow. Yeah. Goodness me, it just makes you a better person. Yeah, well, Do you know what I mean? I've never met anyone who didn't get better by having more books, right? And it's the same thing. Well, it's, a, it's the same thing. Uh, I'm spending a bit of time now with Dave Hydra. Right. Because uh, he's, he's just... Else, he? yeah, because oh, oh. he's like... He, 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 I, I've done a couple of seminars with him and training sessions with him. And... Uh, it's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> he's real McCoy. This, 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 it hurts. Yeah, yeah. It Dave, hurts. Dave's no joke. And Dave's I, no I, joke. I, I, the thing is, bless him, he, he, he loves me a bit. I mean, I've told him, I said, look, Dave, I said, when I'm training with you and you ask for a volunteer and I come out, I want you to dig me. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind if you hurt me because I'm used to pain. Yeah. So don't go, no, because you, you, you're an old man. <laughs> G- give me it. Give me it because I, I learn. Yeah. 
pain's a great, it's a great teacher. Oh. When, when it hurts, you know that technique works. Yeah. In America, Master Choi always says, sometimes you need to bleed to learn. And when he says it, it's straight out of a movie. Oh. And you're like, you look around, you go, I, you, I hope you, I'm not you, the one getting it. You're going back to the Oriental way of... Yeah. Like you, you, you go back to if we're going back to the films and everything, and and stories and history. Ip Man. Yeah. They didn't have it easy. Yeah, but if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. It was like the Wild West of the Far East. They didn't have the guns. They came up with fisticuffs. Yeah. Right. Hey, I want to fight. And you go around to your dojo or your little training place, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, and they would offer you out. Yeah. And that's the way it was. Yeah. And this guy didn't lose. If there was anyone that you could train with, right, you know, of any era, who would it be? Masayama. Masayama. Yeah, because it's, it's it was just single-mindedly, bullishly. I'm going to... The fact is, he wasn't even Japanese. He was Korean. I didn't right? know that. He was Korean. And he beat everybody on the circuit. Wow. And he adopted a Japanese name. He was a foreigner, a jin. <laughs> I mean, I still get called jin. When Do I'm you? Yes, they still call me jin over there. It's a joke. Yeah. That the guys I know, um, especially one guy, oh, Kasayu, is, is a proper joker, but right. a great fighter. And his message goes, you want to fight jin? <laughs> it's just something like that Jin, Jin. Like, You know what I mean um, And for those who don't know it Anjin means Filthy foreigner <laughs> yeah. Yeah, What's what's Gaijin? I thought Gaijin yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. is the same as well Yeah, isn't it? yeah. It's, it's practically the same thing It's just, it's just And it's like I'm going to smash a little face in, in a minute <laughs> You know what I mean And, and we've got this banter coming on But that's oh. is this, You don't think of Japanese as being funny but they are hilarious. The practical jokers. Oh. They're always playing practical jokers. I, I swear. But once you get on the mat, oh, that stops. No, different different game then, isn't it? It's a different world. And I, I, I once saw this kid, and it frightened the shit out of me. This kid was half, we were halfway through the warm up, and the, the, the warm up was an hour long. Wow. Right. Humidity, eighty nine percent. Sweat box time. We were halfway through this warm-up. This kid sticks his hand up and goes, toilet break. Bows, does everything. His etiquette was immaculate. Right. So as I came out, I went, hey. Kid runs to the edge of the mat, backwards. Yes. Bows, steps off the mat, bows again, runs to the toilet, does his whatever he wants to do, comes out of the toilet, has his hand up, waiting to walk back on the tatami. So as I came here, I saw this, and I know for a fact he saw this, right? He had him there with his hand up for five minutes. Oh. oh. His hand, and to be fair, this kid was 12 years old, never flinched. His hand stayed there, rock solid. Camilla went, what's? So he walks up the map, bows, runs to Camilla, because Camilla's uh, uh, summoned him. Walloped him straight across the face, somersaulted him. Don't you ever go for a piss when I'm warming you up. Wow. He sent him to his mother. His mother gave him a good hiding. His mother sent him to his father 
and his father gave him a good guiding wow. because they insulted them in front of the instructor. This wow. kid would never do that again. Now, you, if that happened over here, somebody would be in prison for that. Well, there, there, there'd be more than a safe space required there, wouldn't there? Yeah. But, you, but there's, there's a point I'm where... I'm not saying that's right. Oh, no, no. But it's, it's that point where you've got, you got to accept now that the, the, the best lessons are the one that the hardest learn. That's how I, it I, works. This kid will never, ever... Right, if me and you, and you never met me, and we were in the street, and I fronted you and said, I'm going to smash you up in face and you're busting for a piss you won't want to go for a piss when I'm going to smash your face no. in you forget no that straight away yeah now that's a kid that young kid learnt that lesson early early, early very early life. days he would never do that again no definitely not Wah! hello is that Miss Drew Barrymore yes I can see you've been listening to the podcast I just wanted to get some feedback uh -huh. Did you like the show? Did you think it was good? Wow, well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Do you think you'd listen again? Uh, I don't know. See ya. Hello? Hi, it's me again. Uh, I think uh, I think got cut off. What do you want? I was just going to say that if you were ever going to make your own podcast, you should give me a shout. You can find me on Twitter, at AntManLovesYou. Well, dial someone else, okay? Did you just cut me off again? Yes. Well, that's not very nice, is it? Some kind of joke. It's not a joke. It's a survey. This is a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor Who. I'm calling the police. No, no, that, that's not how it works. You're supposed to say <laughs> Doctor Who. Who? You've had your fun now. Listen, asshole. Whoa, steady on. There's no way to answer the phone, young lady. What do you want? Okay, I think you're getting a little worked up. I just wanted to know if you were going to have a podcast of your own, what would you call it? My boyfriend will be here any second and he'll be pissed when he finds out. I'll, I'll be honest, it's not a great title. He's big and he plays football and he'll kick the shit out of you! Again? What's with the swearing? I swear. Remember, if you do want to learn more about podcasting, you can find me on Instagram at antmcginley. How do you know his name? How, how do I know my own name? Why are you referring to me in the third person? Drew, I'm going to go now. It's been a scream talking to you, but it's getting a bit weird to be honest. You should probably just chill out and relax. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Hang on, what are you going to watch? Oh, just some scary movie. So what's a, like, just give us a breakdown of what your training would be in a class. Brutalized warm-up. Yeah. We, 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 we have Shaolin, what we call Shaolins, where the Shaolin monks travel. If, if you go to Tibet, Shaolin monks, they prostrate themselves on the floor, get up, prostrate yes. themselves, and they travel like that on the thing. We, we do that for 10 minutes. Wow. At speed. And what's your dropout rate like? Massive. Massive. I, d I don't have uh, a huge club anymore. I used to train two, 300 students at a time. And um, I was a babysitter, I was a childminder, I was a psychiatrist. I've been I there. Uh, I've done all that. And I, I, one night, I, did, uh, uh, I thought, I've had enough. So I went, you, you, you to all these parents, get your kid, piss off. Yes. I'm not a babysitter anymore. And I thought, from that note, you're either hardcore with me or you're not. 
So now I've got a regular class of about 20 that are hardcore. But out of that... You'd rather have that then? World champions. Yeah. That's the way, man. So it, 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 I'd rather have that than 200. Uh, I'll only train if it doesn't hurt. Go to Tai Chi. And that's not knocking Tai Chi. Tai Chi's no, it's got not some knocking Tai Chi. If you, if you, tra- fight him, right? if you train Tai Chi... I've seen Tai Chi, hardcore Tai Chi, where you want to fight, this stuff hurts. They will hurt you. But, uh, do you know what I mean? And, and that's the way it is. I, I don't knock any style, providing the instructor is hardcore at what he does. If, if, if you're a pussyfoot instructor who has no idea, then that's fine. Do you know what I mean? I can't do with instructors. I have a club near me, right? And I, this is true. It's not a million miles from me. The kids have got wearing head guard, body armor, elbow guards, arm pads, knee pads, shin pads, boots, gum shield, groin guard, and they're not allowed to touch while they're sparring. What the bleeding hell is the point of that shit? Are they wearing a condom as well? I swear to you, and when you look at it, this is what it is. This is what it's all about. The instructor said you've got to buy all that equipment before you join. Yeah, of course. Because his name is all over the pads and everything. But not allowed to touch. And he swears blind, you can't touch anything. You can't touch these a bit for insurance purposes. But what about... Bollocks. Is that where you see it? You, is that where you see martial arts going in the UK? I reckon there's about between 20 and 50 hardcore dojos in this country. If As that. that. If that. We've just been joined by Mr. Russell Jarmusty, who's the strong, si- strong, silent type and being mute here. But when he, when he nods, we know. Well, this is the thing. It's like... It's, we've got to the point now where you go to a martial art club and if you get smacked, you've offended somebody. Oh. Have don't get offended by it. If you're offended by it, don't frigging come to the dojo. It's a martial art club. What do you expect? You're going to get hit. Don't you're going to get hurt. Don't go swimming unless you want to get wet. Exactly. I, I, I have this all the, the time. Point, yeah. Turn around and I've, I've seen it with the insurance purposes. I t- this is my thing. If you want to be a good swimmer, you'd be a good swimmer if I threw a shark in the pool. Fucking right you would. Yeah, you'd swim like <laughs> shit, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, if somebody wants to punch your face in, you're going to do a lot better, aren't you? Yeah, And that's certainly. my philosophy about it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't start martial arts if you, just, if you just want to be a ballerina. Well, you know, this is the funny thing, right? Because I've watched this um, with interest. So guys are your, your caliber... Mr. Jarmusty, who's staying quiet right here on my left-hand side, exactly the same, uh, who've just kept going. And then every now and again, someone pops up that's training with you. We're going to use Zach Brindle for you, Russ. Turn around. And everyone's, like, shocked that this guy's fucking amazing. And then- I've just put it in. I'm insulted that we set the standards. We should be common knowledge. This is just how it should be. Why do we stand out? We should not stand out. It's insulting we stand out. Well, do you know what? It, it, okay, I looked up to people like him and the Trevs, and that's just how it was. Yeah, it's, well, this is the mad thing. It's like I look at, I, I've watched it with interest because I've seen the traditional arts, and like as as I said before, when you look back to some of the days of the Clash of the Titans and you saw the big fights, and they were rooks. 
and I mean, they were fucking great rocks. And you saw them, and then it went, and it waned, and then MMA came in, and then I looked at it, and I was like, it just looks like bad martial arts to me, but at least they wanted to have a fight. But now, you're looking at the MMA, and the MMA's starting to get a bit soft as well. And you're like, what's happened to all... Why is everyone turning into a pussy? The primary example is that, right, um, a couple of years ago, uh, Sosa Kimura said to me, because obviously the... Oh, the up and coming Olympics is in, in, in Japan. Yeah. Right. So we wanted to get Kukushinkai in, in, in the Olympics. So we did, um, we did two days training with the AOC. And the AOC wanted to water it down that bad. It wasn't worth going into it. Because, because they didn't want to see anybody get hurt. And when you look at the WTF in the Olympics, you want to oh. And I think to myself, what? My wife, who doesn't do martial arts, saw that and she went, that's what you do. You play TIG with your feet. And I was like... We get stained with what they put out there. Oh, horrific. It's scandalous. Horrific. Honest, Mick, Mick it, when they publicised that on the television, I felt like getting my anky out and weeping for days because I've never seen some sort of bullshit and there's one guy it was winning winning by I, I, I mean, it's, it's three seconds to go and he starts poncing about and jumping about and passing about and he got kicked in the head and then he started running around weeping and crying like a <laughs> pussy the <laughs> fucking piece of shit I ain't got fucking time for that kind of shit piss off oh. do you know what I mean I can't do it yo yo you stand there and fight you dick <laughs> It's not rocket science, is it? It's not rocket science. You've got three, se- you've got three seconds to go. Don't get kicked in the head, you dickhead. If you're going to go out and lose, lose on your yeah. feet going forward. Don't well, lose I t- I'll tell you something now, Mick. This is WTF. I've got a student of mine, right? And I bless him, right? Great kid. I took him to Japan and won a world title in Japan, right? Bless him. Now, his mother thought, right, Olympics is coming up. We'll get him into WTF. So right. I said, look, before you go to the WTF, I want you to know, I, bless you, if you want to go in there, that's fine by me. It's very clicky. Yeah. It's very clicky, right? So it, go, it goes, it goes, does all the things and everything, shows his skills and everything, it gets shortlisted. Right. So it gets shortlisted to the last 16. Now this kid can fight. He's got a heart of gold, but it's hardcore art. Right, he's got a world title in Japan at Kukushinkai. Right, so he's hard. Yeah. Right. He goes into, now. The first opponent he gets is Jade Jones's brother. Wow. Right, he hammered him all over the place. Did my little kid beat the living crap out of him? Jade Jones went up to the instructor, the, like the coach, and says, "If he gets picked for the squad, I'm leaving." That's how cricket is, the bitch. Yeah, but that, yeah, but that, you know, that sounds very, very Olympic. Do you know what I mean? They don't pick, they don't pick the best fighters. It's, it's like it's no. the names. Oh, it's, it's the names, and it's like you've got a coach. Now, in, in my book, I'm my coach of my association. I'm the England coach, the European coach. I pick the best of the best. Oh, I don't care if you're from my club or somebody else's club. If you're a better fighter than my fighter, I pick the best. I don't pick somebody else's, like, my brother. Well, yeah, you, you, know what, you know what it is? When you look at it, like, 
it's like watching the wrestling on a Saturday afternoon and you're like, Big Daddy winning. And you go, of course he's winning. His fucking brother's the referee. You know oh. what I mean? And you're like, of course he's going to do all right. Of course he'll get yeah, but it. It's, it's, listen, this sport karate now has gone the same way. We've got that many different martial art associations, that many world different championships in here. And most of the world championships, I will bet money on it that you only have two fights to be yeah. a world champion. What the balls is that all about? I remember, not so long since, I think it was last year, uh, Richard Hopkins, a good friend of mine, Denley Dicker, said, I will put Dicker. money up. Yeah, yeah, Dicker. He said, I will put money up for all the world champions to fight off to see who's best of the best. Oh, where did they all go? Run to the hills, you pusses. Yeah, because that's what you did. Well, your student... Russ, I Zach, s- I he won the Worlds, didn't he? It's disgusting, mate. I, I sent Zach over there so he could have a look at what he can aspire to be. And he come back with a gold medal. How's he come back with a gold medal on his first time out? Now, I know he's good, but I said the insulting thing is, Zach, you are good. You are not world class, my friend. And <laughs> if they say to him, this is world class, where's his next level? There isn't there one, is no there? level. That's In it. fact, you go down. So like I said, they've got too you much to lose. Then, don't you? Yeah. Well, they've all got too much to lose. When you're, you were your hungriest is when you had nothing to lose. Let's fucking have it. Yeah. As soon as you've got something to lose, a title, a finger, a no, so then, how, then so you how start you, pulling back and you don't fight what you do. So how, do you, how, do you, how do, you, do, you, do you put money into the sport? Um, no, no, we, you don't. Honestly, Mick, I don't know if Russell agree with me this, but this is my opinion, right? Stop the people, association heads, making money, because I don't tell you this, this is one of my beans of the whole thing, is when you go out there and you fight and you're qualified for the world championships and you go, say, wherever, Malta, wherever. It back, doesn't back matter. Back in the 80s, it, it always was Sarajevo or something. Yeah, it, yeah but it doesn't matter. But you, you get out there and there's no one in your category. But they give you the world title and they come home going, I'm a world champion. They haven't even had a fucking fight. When Zach come back with his medal, we used it for a tea Fuck coaster. Me. It was about all it was worth. <laughs> it's a tea coaster. He come back with a belt once. We used that to carry the beer back from the bar. I can't even tell you where it Russ, was. They're worth nothing. <laughs> no, they're it, worth nothing, the world championships Yeah. I remember when I first... My first... They could young, get all the world champions yeah. and say, you got a world title, you are only allowed to fight another world champion. Yeah. That's the way. You see, that's how I do. Yeah. I go, Zach, mate, you've got a world title. Yeah. Which category are you in? Well, I mean, well, you can't be in any bar in a world yeah. title. You've got to be willing to lose the yeah. shit that you gained, mate. But I remember my first... We'll give it away, yeah. so we don't uh, care. My first world there. championships I fought uh, in Germany. Uh, Dusseldorf in Germany. I 16 fights. 16? 16 fights. Well, that's, that's what we... 16 I, fights. That's what we thought it would be And I had like. two rounds in the final. Mm-hmm. Right? My first... My first ever Yorkshire title in, yeah. in the area where I live, 39 fights. Jesus Christ. You see, I but have to step out of this because he knows he's got history, that guy. He's been around forever. And when yeah. I speak to him, when we got involved in it, this is what I thought we was walking into because I only spoke to the old school guys. Then we, we turned we up started, and I went, we, what is this? Yeah, but Russ, what, we, started, we, started, we started this talking about how I used to get the magazines yeah, and there'd always yeah. be like the tournament yeah. roundup and there'd be Keith Priestley. Same haircut mm. as well. Can you we? know the boy that held the world title could have it. Yeah, it was, now, there's were, still people there. out there with world titles now that can have it. That's the insulting thing. They're getting tarnished with the world title of the next guy next to him. You can pick yeah. certain clubs and say, that guy's got world titles, but there's the one down the road has got one and it's shit. Probably half a, I think there's half a dozen fighters in this country that are worth 
world title names. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that we'll all say right. the same names. Yeah, I bet we do. Yeah. I bet we do. And that's sad because there's about 50 world titles out there. Yeah. And there's people like who've Easy. gone there, they've gone wherever, they've paid a couple of grand and they're given a world title because there's no one in their category. So how can you come back? And this is the instructors. They come back, shove it all over the newspapers, they shove it in the magazines, and, and, and they put it all over, all over social media. They post it all over social media. My students are world title just to fetch more students yeah, into their club. One. Train at the home of world champions. You yeah. see, I say to Zach, and this is why I've just handed it all over, not handed it over to him, that makes me sound like I've left. I've definitely not. I'm just overseeing and keeping the standards. Well, what we teach it, mate. And it's not a punch or a kick, is it, Keith? No. It's strength. Yeah. And you only get strength. Like you, the, the beautiful thing you said, put a guy in a swimming pool, teach him to swim, put a fucking shark in there, he will be the best swimmer ever. Yeah, I love that. You need yeah. that. So when you're fighting and you're scrapping, if you've not got that fear of, oh... This is the thing. What, 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 it's like no with my students, right? I, I, when I spar with my students, I, I don't care if they're kids, adults. I'm not having them having an easy ride. I'll have them upside down on Ashibarai sweeps. I will punch them hard. I will kick them hard. I will let them think they're doing well, and I'll put them on their ass. They have to be taught a lesson that if you want to fight at that league, this is what it's going to be like. Yeah. You, do you know what? This is the thing, right? What you want is if you do that, and everyone will say that's bullying, but you've got to look at it this way. I'll look after you. If, if I smack you around a bit, and I'll make sure that you're in one piece afterwards, where do you want to find that out that you haven't got it yet? Here? Or out there where they don't like you. Mick, I'll, t I'll tell you something now, right? When the first time I were invited to Japan, and I said to my, w w I met Kimura in Italy at uh, a contest. I'm not going into too much of it, but he invited us to Japan and, and everything like that. So I get us out to Japan, and I saw the standard out there, and it frightened the shit out of me because there was blood everywhere, right? It was blood everywhere, and I'm thinking to myself, when I go back home, if I don't train like this back home, we are never going to win anything. And I've come away with five world champions from Japan. Wow. And that's because when I first went out there, I saw what the brutality was and I thought, I can't take a kid out there and not train up by that standard because I would be a shit piss poor instructor if I did. You'd be, to let them you'd be, a, ba you'd be a bad person yeah, to do that. Uh, yeah, to well, let you crucify your students I'm taking a student out to Japan. I've been pussyfooting with them. They get out to Japan and then they see that. Does Japan have what we have? I've not been over there. Does Japan what we have? You know, do they have the competitions with the standard as low yeah. as ours? Or no, does Japan no, just... No, Because you can't get away with it. No, you can't get away with that. It'd be so out of the norm. And this is the problem. The norm now... No. Is, oh, is a little I, bit lower I, than Wales. The, the bar is very so low. So we stand up. Yeah, so we stand up. I've, I, I've said I am not. Yeah. I know what I am. Russ, I know what I'm capable I, I tell of, you but what, I am not. I've been in Japan for year after year. You know I've been in Japan for year after year after year right. after year, right? I've seen so many knockouts, yeah. full knockouts, barefoot, bare hands, right? You know what Zach's thing. like as a fighter yeah. with me, and he can come over here and get a world title. You take him to Japan, where's he going to fare, mate? Once he knows the rules, I think he'd do all right. But would, would he come away with the world title or would he have a lesson learnt on that day? Because I would only send him for a lesson to be learnt. That's what I sent him to the World Championships. And he come back he, and went, mate, six seconds was one of them. Wow. Under I know the, he kicked it and broke the guy's the, arm. Under but. the right instruction and the rules, if I came and helped him out, 
I'm putting but by if he went as he is, he'd get mullied all oh, he'd, get, he'd get done. Thank you. And that's what that's that's done. why we'd say, well, Zach. That's I, a scary. That's a scary thought. You want to step into that world? Let's yeah. up it, up the game. When up I, the game. I, I, I look at, I, well, I know thought, Zach, man. and I know roughly what he weighs, yeah. and I know the category. I know what the category would be in, and he'd be in the category of uh, Watanabe, <laughs> he'd be in Casayu's uh, category. If he, oh dear me, but if he ever got to, if he ever got to a guy called Ito's category. But, mm. but I tell you what, boys. How about this, right? Mm. If that's the case, what we'll do is because it, 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 it's not it's not fair to look at say someone like Zach because the guy's no, training. No, no, but Zach what, is no, on point. He's on point. Where yeah. he is at this moment in yeah, time. Yeah, but what I'm, but what progress. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, when you look at, especially in the UK, the guys who pass themselves off, not just the instructors, mm -hmm. but the students of being high level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a frightening thought that there's human beings like them out there. Well, you, well, what's your views, lads? Well, I've been training 54 years. I'm only a six down. Yeah. I know guys who've been training eight years and the tenth bands. Zach's not done his. Um, Zach does Zach's a black belt with me. He's going to do his second dance soon, and that's what since he was eight with me. Who's that? Zach, and I said, we'll do his second dance if he beats no every rush, single one of my instructors. There's, there's no, no rush, mate. Dan, yeah, but listen, the, the grade things are. Uh, grades today, it's with, a bag of marbles. Like I said, what you're teaching in martial arts, he knows yeah. what we're doing for the kids, he knows what we're doing for the communities. Yeah. That's the game. He knows what I, we do, tough for the world. That's, that's now, what we're here. Mate. I think I have yeah. to go and I've interrupted your interview like enough for there. I've got an award that I've got to go and help Tony with. Well, I think Tony's. Have said he wants one? us to help handsome out, oh. and yeah. I can hear him start. If there's anything but, um, nice for me, keep it for us. All I will, right? yeah. I will. Yeah. Consider it done. Yeah, uh, Master Ken beat me. Gents. See you later. Russ. Take care, Russ. Oh. Thank you very hey, much, Russ. sir. I'll, I'll tell you what, Russ, you, before you go, guess what? Just before you go, got to quickly get you on this. Do you remember before the late lamented Scott Caldwell passed, sitting down here just doing this, remember he had a plan that we were all going to sit around and have a beer and put a few microphones on and just do what we did now we've got to do this again my friend all right yeah listen i've said the best tv program you could get is around the table with some people a couple of drinks one question and you'll get gold in that interview yeah that's no specific sure. yeah, room yeah, yeah, yeah. just an open camera room and don't even you know, call it untitled. I saw the comedy show a bit ago, untitled. What's that? We'll just talk. And by the end of the show, yeah. they'll know what the title was. <laughs> but, um, you get this, I'll gladly join you. Definitely. I'll, I'll bring yeah. them out. We've got that. We're on. Take care, Russ. So, uh, That's amazing, isn't it? Hey, well, I tell you what, Russ, you know, Russ Jarvis. He just, just pulls up and he's, he's from the same hardcore attitude as myself. And that's why we get on. Yeah, but it's... Uh, there's, the, the thing is with martial arts, right, especially in the UK, it's full of posers and full of lads. I like, you, you, you noticed, I've got, I turned up today and Eddie Quinn said to me, he goes, you got a black eye, Mick? And I went, yeah, I have. And he went, when did you get that? I said, oh, I got it earlier this week. And then we looked at each other and I said, there's about 15 to 20 people in this room who have had a black eye in the last six months. And these are good people in this room. But it's... When you when you were training, training, how many black eyes did you give out, and how many black eyes did you receive? A month? I've been knocked out hey? by kids. As a matter of fact, my last training session was with a 12, 13 year old getting ready for Japan. Right, I'm really pushing this kid because I reckon he's going to be a world champion. Right, so I'm pushing him hardcore, and I'm going, what does he do? He slaps on my wash around my face, full full whack. Wow. And I looked at him, and I stood there and applauded him. Really? Because I never saw it fucking coming. 
From nowhere. From nowhere. It just right. came out. And I never saw it coming. It just slapped me across the face. Full whack. Full, full on. I thought my head was going to spin full like the Medusa. <laughs> you know, I've got a full spin round. And I, I looked at this kid and I went, Zishan, i got to applaud you, mate, because that was spectacular. I never saw the thing coming, mate. I said, you are now on the road to be a champ. Respect him for it. Don't, don't, don't start bullying the kid for it and, and start, oh, payback. No, you respect the kid for it because if he can hit your instructor and slap him around the face and wash, that's a technique of purity. And what and what, what drives you now then, do you reckon? Do you reckon it's the wanting to be a better martial artist, want to be a better person, or the fact that you just, the change that you see in other humans now? To be honest with you, Mick, I'm doing my best to keep it the old ways. Yeah. I, I I just want to keep it the old ways. I I, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be all, all that. I've Too late for that, I, dude. I, I, I've, I've been looking up to you since 1985. I've done that. Right. But it's not, it's not that anymore. I, I just want to keep it like it was. Yeah. I don't want it to be melted down to a point where it's just worthless. Well, it's got, di- yeah, it's got I, dilu- and diluted, and right? When I first started, if you heard of somebody with a 10th Dan, it was an oida, a sano, kanazawa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were talking these guys. Now you've got you've 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 the worst tempton in the world has got to be this guy called Stuart Ickham in Briglington. He oh. he, he's proper wanker. Yes. He is a proper first class wanker. Isn't it? He's, 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 he, he, he's such a toss pot. <laughs> and I swear to you, this guy is yeah. is he, he I've seen him train. I've been on seminars with him. He, he, he does this thing and he gets the um, all these tenth dance from all these, these all over Europe coming. And there's more f- th- th- there's about seventy tenth dance in the room. And wow. I'm thinking seventy tenth dance in this room. And I see him training and teaching, and I'm thinking I'll do you, I'll do you. I'll d- As a matter of fact, I'll do the fucking lot of you one after another. You. <laughs> Oh, I swear to you. And they've got tempted. And the worst thing about Stuart Icken, right? This, he believes this is the guy, right? He's a tempted, and he was great. He was given his tempted by a guy who swears blind. He was the last remaining ancestor of Genghis Khan. Wow. He's obviously a psychopath. Yeah, I want right? to interview him as now. It, as, it, as it comes round, uh, this guy is. He shows a picture on his on his webpage. He's in full combat fatigues. Yes. With a with a with an orbit. For those who <laughs> I'm going traditional. Orbit is your belt. Yes. Right. And he's got a belt, and he's got 14 dance stripes on it. Wow. But I don't care. I'll offend anybody. Me. I don't uh, give a shit. Do you know what? We're gonna we're gonna wrap up now. But guess what? It's been absolute pleasure. Oh, and Mick, honor. Oh, I love it's it. been Thank great to chat yeah. to you, yeah. and you yeah. are the man. Oh, sorry. No, I, no. Cheers, thanks, cheers, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know what I said? I've been reading about you, about you since you were since I was a kid, and it, it's. I told you first time we met. I've been dead lucky because when I've met up with people and I've gone, I hope he doesn't let me down. Yeah, and it's you know not like I'm God or anything, but it's like you know when you look up to someone, especially when you're a kid, and then you're like you're everything I knew, I, I, you're everything I knew you were going to be. And for the guys who aren't, yeah, obviously, for the guys who can't see this because it's an audio thing, but you are a dapper looking man tonight, man. You're the second best dressed guy in the room. Yeah, after you, me. It's it's probably the chain on me little uh, fob watch. It is the one on the fob watch. Thanks a lot, Keith. Oh, you're Thank a gentleman. You Thank you very Thank much, you. mate. Cheers, mate.
I run the Fight Club One, um, which is a mixture of Kokushinkai, traditional karate, and just beat the shit out of you in the street club. Um, we do everything. Uh, I have special guests. We run from uh, Richmond Mills on Richmond Road in Bradford, West Yorkshire. Um, and we run from 7 till 8.30 every night. Um, anybody who wishes to die, really, just just, uh, just turn up because it's hardcore. If, if I only do hardcore. I don't, I don't do anything else. It's, it's pretty cool. For a moment, it wasn't just because of the action, but it reminded me of the Monty Python Four Yorkshiremen sketch. You know oh, they yeah. said like, I used to get up an oh, hour before right. I went to bed, and my dad oh, would murder me. You used to live in Olive Road. Yeah. Olive Road. <laughs> I used to have to lick it clean before I got up. <laughs> <laughs> Luxury. I had a whip it. I used to eat it twice a day. <laughs> if I were oh. lucky. Oh man. <laughs> I had broken oh. glass for breakfast. <laughs> Broken glass? Luxury! <laughs> 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 <laughs>